Hey guys, I'm Pastor Jason Shirley. I'm the associate pastor right here at Word of Life Church in Carlsbad, New Mexico. And I'm really excited that you have joined us today online. Just a couple of things. I want you to drop us a line if you're watching wherever in the world and let us know where you're watching from. We would love to hear from you. Second, if you want to partner with us today in a financial way, then you can give by texting 84321 and just text your amount, or you can go to our website, wolcarlsbad.com, and you can click the Give tab and give that way. The last thing today is that if you have any needs or anything like that that we can partner with you on, then drop us a line and send us that, and we're going to partner with you in prayer. I believe today is going to be a wonderful day. I want you to open up your heart to receive from the Word of God today, and always remember that God is madly in love with you. Let's get to the service. Who is ready to receive the Word of God on the subject of healing today? Praise God. Who is expecting the Lord to confirm the word with signs following today? Praise God. You know, I, I would be amiss to, um, you know, that uh, I would be amiss to preach the word of God and not expect God to confirm what I preach. Praise God. Praise God. You know, but we need to develop that mentality that we expect God to do. See, as long as we're as long as we're saying what he said he would confirm. Now, I can't just make up stuff and just, you know, and expect God to confirm that. He never said he would confirm my word with signs following. He said he would confirm his word with signs following. So if, if, if I want him to confirm what is preached, then I have got to make sure I'm saying what he said he would confirm. And if I say that, then it's on him. Praise God. See, it's not my responsibility to confirm the word. I don't have to do that. I have to tell the word. I have to preach the word. Praise God. And if I preach it, then I can, I can uh, with all confidence, expect that he's going to confirm what I preach. Praise God. Praise God. Now, I want us to say this together this morning. Say, say Father, I thank you that I have it in written form that when the word was preached, you confirmed the word with signs following. And so today, I open my heart and I expect confirmation. And I thank you that I will leave this house today healthier than when I came. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Now, see, here's the thing, healthier than when I came. You say, well, I'm pretty healthy anyway. You know, is there any little issue that maybe you could receive healing for? Maybe, you, you know, say, well, I'm pretty healthy, but I kind of uh, got sore 
muscles or sore joints or, you know, could you leave here healthier than when you came? You know, well, I, I've got this, this issue. It's, it's not a big deal. Well, I never read in my Bible that healing is only for big deals. I mean, it is for big deals, but it's not only for big deals. Praise God. You know, you don't have to be at death's door to receive healing from God. You could have an ingrown toenail and receive healing from God. Praise God. Praise God because He is a healer, and because He is a healer, then when, when we're in His presence, healing's what happens. Praise God. Now, I want you to get this. And we're going to lead up to, and at the end of two, and at the end of my message today, we're going to receive the communion table. So I want you to be thinking about that. And I want you to be focusing in on that today. Praise God. And ready to receive, to receive healing for your, so that you leave here today healthier than when you came. Praise God. Now, I believe there's going to be some tremendous signs and, and, and wonders as a result today. Praise God. Praise God. But get this. In Luke chapter 9, verse number 1, it says this. Then he called the 12 disciples together, and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Now, who did he give power to? His 12 disciples. All right. And then notice what it said. What did he give them power to do? Authority over demons, but let's, let's go on to the end of that verse. And to cure diseases. Now, a lot of times we have this idea, and, and uh, I, I've heard men who were supposed to be faith preachers, and I'm not saying they weren't, but I'm saying they were supposed to be faith preachers and preaching faith in what God said, and I've heard them say, I couldn't cure a gnat of a headache. Now, that, that's something, you know. Um, if you've been around these circles for a long time, you've probably heard somebody say that. You know. Uh, but notice who, they say only God can heal. You know, well, I can, I can preach the word on healing, and I can lay hands on the sick, but only God can heal. But notice what he said there. He gave them, the twelve. Are the twelve God? No. He gave them power to cure diseases. Praise God. All right, so... We can, we can accurately say, I can accurately say, in by my own authority, by my own 
ability, by my own righteousness, I cannot heal anybody of anything. But I don't do it in my ability and my authority. The 12 didn't do it in their ability and their authority. They did it by the authority that he gave them. And in fact, I want you to get this. This might blow your mind for, for, for a moment, but you'll catch up. It'll be all right. Your, your mind will recover from being blown. Praise God. But see, here's the thing. Jesus came into this world. He walked the, the shores of, of Galilee, and he healed the sick. Right? Everybody agree with that? But here's the thing. When Jesus healed, he didn't do it by his own authority. But I say, well, he's the son of God. So that's why he did it, because he was the son of God. No, he didn't do it because he was the son of God. In Acts chapter 10, Peter, who walked for years with Jesus, three years with Jesus, and, you know, was up close and personal with Jesus, Peter is preaching at the centurion Cornelius' house, and Peter makes this statement in Acts chapter 10, verse number 38. He says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God, let's back up just a moment. For God, what does for mean there? It means because. So he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil because God was with him. Now, you say, but he's the son of God. He is God. Okay. But he came to this earth, and when he came to this earth, he emptied himself of God rights and privileges and abilities. And he came and he walked this earth as a man, and Jesus did not come to show us what God could do. Jesus came, we, we saw that under the Old Testament. Remember, you know, the signs and wonders and under the Old Testament? Remember all that? If you don't remember it, maybe you need to go read it some more. Okay. He showed us that under the Old Testament. But what Jesus showed us in his ministry is what a man anointed of the Holy Spirit can do. Do you realize that in all of Scripture, there is only a handful of times that Jesus reveals, him, 
refers to himself or reveals to himself himself as the Son of God. Almost without fail, he reveals himself as the Son of Man. Now, why is that important? Because if, if he did anything as the Son of God, then I can say, yeah, but that was the Son of God. I can't expect to do that. But if he did anything as the Son of Man, I can say, I can do that too because I too am a Son of Man. Praise God. And I have been anointed by the same Spirit. The Bible says that the same Spirit that raised Jesus up from the dead dwells in me. Same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. Praise God. Dwells in you. Let's say that together. The same Spirit, not a different one, the same Spirit, that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in me. When I received the Holy Spirit, I did not receive Holy Spirit Junior. I did not receive many-me Holy Spirit. I received the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And he dwells in me, and therefore the works that Jesus did, I can do also. Praise God. Now, we've got to get a hold of that and stop acting like Jesus is the only one that can heal because Jesus gave the 12 power to cure diseases. He didn't say he gave them the power to ask him to cure diseases. So why do we go around asking him to do what he told us to do? Praise God. You know, I mean, my kids are both grown and out of the house now. But, you know, if, uh, if I told them to do something when they were growing up, they're not going to turn around and ask me to do it. I just told you to do it. If you let your kids do that, shame on you. You know, if you told them to do it, make them do it. Praise God. If it's their responsibility, make them do it. Well, Jesus told me to go and do the works that he did. Praise God. So therefore, you know, If, if, if we were to have a healing line this morning and you were to come up and I was to lay my hands on you and I would say, Lord Jesus, just touch them and heal them. You have a right to just turn around and walk out the door because I just, I just did something that wasn't biblical. What I did was, was not at all. He said that we would lay hands on the sick and they would recover, praise God. He said that we would do, not, not ask him to do, he already did the works. See, I'm not going to ask him to do it. 
He said, I would do the same works that he did. Praise God. Praise God. Now, here we go. Get this. We haven't even got to the point of this verse yet. He called the 12 disciples together, and he gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. Verse 2, he sent them to preach what? The kingdom of God. And heal the sick. He sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Now, what is it that God confirms with signs following? What is it? Word. All right, so he says they were to go and preach the kingdom and to heal. So if healing is the confirmation of preaching the kingdom then we can conclude from that that the message of the kingdom or the gospel of the kingdom includes the message of healing because if they preached the gospel of the kingdom which included healing the confirmation of that message is healing. Are you making the connection here? Are there are the little lights and bells going off? Praise God. Praise God. You know, let, let's go on. Let's see it again. Luke 10, verse number 8. Whatever city you enter and they receive you, eat such things as are set before you, and heal the sick there and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. So heal the sick there. Notice he didn't say ask me to heal the sick there. He said, no, you heal the sick there. And then you say to them, the reason for the healing is because the kingdom of God has come near to you. Praise God. So, here is the point of this. Healing is evidence of the near proximity of the kingdom of God. Now, I stepped out of my house one night and there was an aroma of cow manure. That was evidence of the near proximity of a cattle truck. You, you see what I'm saying? There, there are certain evidences that something is nearby. I didn't see a cattle truck, but I knew beyond question that there was one not too far away. Praise God. And when I know that's kind of a, you know, 
but here's the thing. When healing takes place, it takes place because of the near proximity of the kingdom of God. Every time we get near the place, and when I say the kingdom of God, I'm talking about the place where Jesus is Lord. The place where Jesus is Lord and Jesus is exalted, praise God, and Jesus rules and His Word and His life reigns. You see, when we are full of the life of God, then healing is proof of it. Healing is evidence of it. Praise God. Now, in Luke chapter 17, verse number 20. Now, when he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them and said, The kingdom of God does not come with observation. You can't see it. Nor will they say, see here or see there. For indeed, the kingdom of God is where? Within you. The kingdom of God is within you. So if the kingdom of God is within you and Healing is evidence of the near proximity of the kingdom of God, then that means wherever you go, healing should be there, right? Are, are you following this? It's within you, and you got close to me. Praise God. So healing is evidence of the near proximity of the kingdom of God. It's proof that the kingdom of God has come near to you. We've now seen that in the mouth of three witnesses. The Bible says in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. Let it be proved by not one scripture, but by two or three scriptures. We've just proved it by three. Praise God. Now, get this. Mark chapter 16. And they went out and preached everywhere, the Lord working with them, confirming the word through accompanying signs. Now, Mark chapter 1. Get this. Mark chapter 1, verse number 14. And I remember the first time I, I really caught what this scripture was saying I, I won't say the first time I heard it because I'd, I'd heard it and I'd read it a number of times many times but this was the first time that this jumped out at me like this Mark chapter 1 verse number 14 now after John was put in prison Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom and saying so he's preaching the gospel of the kingdom. Well, what is the gospel of the kingdom? Well, here's what he was saying. That's what this, this passage is telling us. Here's what he was saying. 
the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent, which means to change your mind. Repent and believe in the gospel. So if believing in the gospel was a change of mind, that means up until that time, they had been believing in something else. Now, what had they been believing? Now, remember, Jesus came into this world. He came in and he brought an end to the law for righteousness. In other words, Jesus came into the world up until that time. If you kept the law, then, you know, I mean, and that's keeping it perfectly. That's not just trying to keep it and sort of halfway keeping it. But if you completely keep the law, then you were right with God. Righteousness came through keeping the law. Only problem is nobody could keep it. But Jesus came into the world, and the Apostle Paul said this. He said that Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. So we, we've got a different situation here. These, these uh, people that Jesus was preaching to, they were under the law, and so their effort to attain righteousness and all the benefits of righteousness, which included healing. So their effort for healing was based on their ability to keep the law. And that's what they were trusting in. And Jesus comes along and he says, change your mind. Instead of believing you can attain righteousness by keeping the law, instead of believing you can receive healing by keeping the law, now you've got to change your mind and you've got to believe something else. You've got to believe the good news. You've got to believe instead of believing in the law as your avenue to righteousness, you now need to believe the good news. Now, here is the essence of that passage of Scripture. It's not good news if I see in Deuteronomy chapter 28, if you keep all these commandments, then these blessings will come upon you and overtake you but I know I can't keep all the commandments. That's not good news, is it? You know, if you keep all these commandments, the blessings will come upon you and overtake you. That is not good news to the man who knows he can't keep the commandments. What he knows is, I'll never receive all these blessings because I can't keep the commandments. No good news there. Jesus said, stop believing that. Change your mind. Believe something different. And here's what you need to be believing. You need to be believing 
that Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. We need to be believing the good news. You see, under the old covenant, we attained righteousness, we received healing, we, you know, all these things by keeping all the commandments. But now Christ has fulfilled the law on my behalf, and now I receive healing not by keeping the commandments, but I receive healing by believing on the one who did. And I believe that his righteousness is counted to me. Praise God. I believe that he paid the penalty for every law I ever broke. Praise God. And I'm here to tell you today that you receive healing not on the basis of your ability to keep all the commandments, but you receive healing today by believing upon the one who did. Praise God. And believing that his perfect fulfillment of the law is counted to you. When you can believe that, you can receive whatever you need from God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, Mark chapter, excuse me, Matthew chapter 4. Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, preaching the good news of the kingdom. And healing, once again, kingdom of God was preached and healing was the confirmation. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, get this. Matthew 9, verse number 35. Then Jesus went out about all the cities and villages teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. Now, note here, he told his disciples, you go do what I've been doing here. I've been going around preaching the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, and healing's been following. Now, I want you to go around preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing will follow you as well. Praise God. Praise God. Now, in Matthew chapter 24, Jesus says this, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. Now, Get this, in Matthew chapter 8, verse number 14. Now, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother. Okay, when Jesus had come into Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother lying sick with a fever. So he touched her hand, and the fever left her, and she arose 
and serve them. And then notice the very next verse, number 17. That, why, uh, notice, uh, excuse me, let me back up just a moment. I, I jumped ahead, I, I skipped something. Verse 16 is what I, what I want. Now, verse 15, he healed Peter's mother-in-law. Verse 16, when evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word and healed all who were sick. So here's what happened. He goes and he heals Peter's mother-in-law. News gets out. Word gets out. You know how sick? I'm sure Peter was probably leading the parade. Hey, you know how sick, or Peter's wife was probably leading the parade. She said, you know how sick mama was? Jesus came to the house. He touched her, and the fever left, and she got up and cooked dinner for us. And so people started saying, hmm, my son's at home sick. My wife's at home sick. My daughter's at home sick. My husband's at home sick. My, my mama's home sick. Let's take them to Jesus. So they brought to him all that were sick, and he healed them all. Now, get to, here, here we go. Here's why he healed them all. Verse 17. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. Why does healing work? Because of verse 17. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sickness. See, when did the kingdom of God come? When was it ushered into the earth? When Jesus went to the cross, they put a crown of thorns on his head, but they didn't know that they were coronating him as king of kings and lord of lords. And when they coronated him as king of the kingdom of God came into this earth. And so he says that proof of what happened at the cross that day, proof of the, uh, of the crown that was placed upon his head, proof of that crown was that he healed the sick. Praise God. Praise God. Now, the word fulfilled is the Greek word pleuroo and it means to satisfy to execute an office to finish a period or task to verify or coincide with a prediction to complete. So let's look at this definition. Now, Jesus 
he healed the sick that it might be fulfilled. He healed the sick so that he might satisfy what he came to do. He healed the sick so that he might execute his office. Now, what was his office? Lord, right? So he healed the sick in order to execute his office. He healed the sick in order to finish. You see, what, what we said is going to happen here today is that we're going to preach the word on healing, and then God is going to confirm the word with signs following. So we're going to preach the word on healing, and then, then we are going to finish it up. It's not finished until what we preach is demonstrated. It's not finished until the word is confirmed. So Jesus preached the same thing that he had been preaching, the good news of the kingdom, and he preached that, and then he finished it by healing the sick. Praise God. Now, it says that part of the meaning of this word is to verify. Verify means you prove it. So he preached that he was the healer. He preached that he would bear their sickness and their disease and their pain. It says that he that that it was fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. And what's he what's he talking about there? He's talking about Isaiah chapter fifty three which it says that he bore our sickness and carried our disease and our pain in his own body. Praise God. It says that he took that upon himself, and with his stripes we are healed. That's what Jesus was preaching, Isaiah 53. That's why this confirmed or proved or finished or verified Isaiah 53. So he preached Isaiah 53, and then... Isaiah 53 was verified. Praise God. We're preaching the word on healing, and the, the word that we are preaching then will be verified with signs following. Praise God. And where was it that the change was made? Where was it that the shift was made? I ask this question a lot. There's a, there's a, a, a place in your Bible where everything changed. Most people think it's that page that says New Testament. It's not that page. The place in your Bible where everything changed was the cross. You see, and I got this mental image, and I, I hope you can see this like like I see it in 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 my mind today. 
But you see, up until the cross, everything's horizontal. Man to man to, you know, everything's horizontal. Then God said, I'm going to drive a stake right through there horizontal. So he drove a vertical stake through the middle of our horizontal relationships. And that stake that he drove through the middle of our horizontal relationship, he didn't end our horizontal relationships. No, he turned our horizontal relationships into a cross. And at the cross, everything changed. Praise God. I no longer approach God on my own ability to keep the law, to keep all the commandments. I no longer approach God based on how good I've been. I approach God based on what He did in Christ right there at that cross where He, he drove His stake in the ground and he said right here is the point that everything changed and now I approach God not based on how good I've been to my fellow men how well I've treated you how nice I've been I don't approach God on how much I pray I don't approach God on how much I read my Bible I approach God on the basis of what he did in Christ praise God and so if you need healing in your body, I want us to go ahead and, 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 and if we can start passing out those communion elements because I want us to see one more passage here. Now Jesus, two more passages real quick, sorry. Two more passages. Now we're just going to do one because I already read the other one. In Matthew chapter 8, Verse number 30. And that ain't right. Okay. Okay, I think I have the, the reference down here wrong, but I have the right scripture. I have the right words here. So I'm going to read the scripture to you. We can find it later. But here's what it says. Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it. I think it's supposed to be 28, not 8. He blessed it and he broke it, and he gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened. What did he do? He partook of the Lord's table with them. And the Bible says that he broke bread with them and he blessed it. And when he broke bread with them, it says the eyes, their eyes were opened. Thank you once again for joining us today online. We value you and we want to hear from you. If you made a decision for Christ today, you can select I Choose Jesus on our website. And we've got a couple videos for you to watch so that you can get started on your walk with God. We've also got a free ebook that you can download right from our website called I Choose Jesus. And I want to encourage you to do that. 
Once again, thank you for joining us and remember that God is madly in love 